So I have no shame about reading YA as an adult. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. <laughs> One might say it's a pure form of fiction. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Great Feminist Book Throwdown. With us here today are myself, Mackenzie. And I'm Keita. <laughs> and I'm Caitlin. And we are three mid-twenty-something women who are here to talk about your favorite books. Specifically, <laughs> we'll be talking about YA books, or books considered to belong to the YA genre. That means young adult. <laughs> Today we are going to be discussing the Hunger Games novel. So we decided to feature the Hunger Games for our first podcast because one, it's a really well-known book that's been out for quite some time. So there's been a lot of a lot of dialogue about it, a lot of analysis done. Um, we haven't looked too deeply into that, but I thought it was good to have read a book that's kind of been marinating for a while. I was expecting to revisit it and either laugh at it because of all of the bad tropes, mm, because uh -huh. it's really like held up as like one of the first. Right. Like, yeah. All of the tropes. Like I thought mm -hmm. I would either be like cringing, why did I like this, or I'd be like, wow, now that I'm grown and educated, like I can see Katniss in a not hateable way. <gasps> wow, your bias um, coming through. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we can get into that, but I will say that it more closely aligned with like that. Of, uh, like the second thing that like it was much more of like sure. a re-examination of like oh wait maybe I actually don't hate her maybe I don't think she's the worst and it was less of me laughing at how stupid the book was yeah I don't know Did yeah you guys feel that way well I was excited to talk about this book in particular because I think when Twilight came out it had a huge impact on the YA genre where there was like you know a new section in the bookstore for YA paranormal romance specifically <laughs> and then after this book came out although there were dystopian novels before it I think it had as much of an impact where it became like this whole new niche in the genre yeah um so looking at it as like the og um it was yeah it was kind of interesting to revisit especially through the you know lens of a feminist critique so. yes yeah i'd find something that would be bothering me and i'd be like oh i just hate it when protagonists do that and then yeah. i'd be like oh this was well, the this first was, this was yeah. kind of the first exactly. book that did this yeah. yeah and kind of set the standard for a lot of the other books that came after it right Spoiler alert for the plot of the novel, Hunger Games, by Suzanne Collins. <laughs> um, by its full title. Yes. <laughs> um, but the book follows our protagonist, Cadness Everdeen, who is from District 12. Um, she lives in this dystopian society where children are sent to die every year in what they call the Hunger Games, which is like an arena kill zone basically her sister her sister's name is drawn so she's supposed to go to the games katniss volunteers for her sister her 12 year old sister you know she's young and small the moment that started it all the moment that started it all. i told yeah. Mackenzie like i still remember i'm gonna i will talk about the movies i hope you do I, I really like the movies yeah um i love that moment in the movie when katniss like volunteers for prim I find that very emotionally impactful as someone with a sister myself. Oh, so. tender. <laughs> um, but so Katniss volunteers for Prim. Um, she goes in her place, and who should be drawn to go with her? Bum, bum, bum. But Peter Malark. Hearts. Hard eyes. <laughs> you are literally the only person I know that feels that way. Okay. That so funny. Listen. I like Peter. 
I felt, I always liked Pete more than I liked Gail. Yeah. But. Oh, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Listen. Okay. We can get into that. We can get into we that. Can- <laughs> <laughs> um, but Peta and her have a, a, a history, although it's a very brief history, I think it's so funny that she reacts so dramatically to his name being drawn because they don't have much. The boy with the bread. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. That it says multiple times uh, throughout the book. Yeah. yeah. That's his title. She loves the title. She Sudan loves the does. title. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the girl on fire. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they have their things. The boy with the yeah. bread and the girl um, on fire. But they once mm-hmm. shared it's a like moment in the past, in the rain, she was starving and he gave her bread. And so she feels like she owes him her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so they together go to the capital. They, <laughs> I love them. Okay. <laughs> um, but so they prepare for the games. They have a team of people who help them get ready for the games. And there are murmurings among their crew of unrest, of people being unhappy with what the capital is doing. Um, and then Including the protagonist. Like Katniss, Katniss also herself. doesn't like it. Yeah, yes, but she is critical. I don't know if it's like a sign of things to come or just her normal grumble. Like everybody's sure. normal grumblings that over the course of their life they learn to tamper down. Yeah. Sure. Else I'm sure it is yes. much more that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I have something to say about this. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. But so they go into the games. Um, they have this narrative that was kind of constructed by PETA and other members of the team that PETA and Katniss are in love. And that's kind of their story going into the games, and that's how they get people to root for them and to cheer for them and to ultimately, like, pay for things for them. Yeah, which is key. It is. Yeah, survival. it's a very important part of what happens with them in the games. Um... So then they're in the games, she and Peta are separated, they both have their own different struggles, um, they end up reuniting as other people are dying, and they think only one person can win the games, but then, surprise, two people can win the games, and so they start working together, and ultimately win. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do win the games, and they kind of outsmart the capital at the end, and then the book ends with them uh, beginning their victor's tour. Or no? They're yeah. Going, yeah. Well, they're going well, home. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's this understanding that this right. is going to, like, this uh, narrative that they've constructed, this yeah. love story, is going to have to continue. Exactly. Uh, right. For their safety. Right. Yeah. And we have learned throughout the course of the book that for Peta, it maybe wasn't so much of a story. Maybe it wasn't so much of a, a facade, but for Katniss on some level, it was. Yeah. And perhaps so, on the biggest level. On the, yeah. on the highest <laughs> level. Katniss, a character who is really incapable of introspection yes surprisingly not had time to examine her feelings yes for Peta. yes Yes. no she is consummate survivor i mean i as i wrote this down when i was taking notes but she is very like you know maslow's hierarchy here she's bottom level you know she's concerned about like food and water and breathing no it is impossible to read these books without starting to reach for your like psychology 101 textbook from college and be like oh that is severe ptsd right Uh, there right well i'm trying to find i have a note of it somewhere but she says near the end at one point that she realizes she doesn't know who she was she like says Mm. i don't know my identity yeah. yeah, because I've been so focused on survival, right? Yeah. Life. and it's like, yeah, there you have it. Like she right. hasn't even thought about Peta or Gail in a romantic way because yeah. who, who that cares? is on page three eleven. Thank you, nice. thank you for finding. <laughs> 
And she goes on to say, like, what would my life be like without worrying right. about food, without worry about yeah. what, without worrying yeah. about survival? Yeah. Right? Take that away, and I'm, I'm not sure what my identity right. is. Right. Yeah. Which I think is a very big part yeah, of, absolutely. of her story, okay. of who she is. And I think why if it, you can find her annoying, because that's not relatable like, as, an, as a person who is privileged enough to have okay. food. Like, I'm not saying yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we should find her sure, annoying, sure, sure. Yeah. but I could see that being annoying. If I'm like, stop thinking about food so much, love is out there. Yeah. I mean, especially for someone, for a fan like myself, who was very invested in the romance. Yeah. Like, I was very frustrated with her. Like, yeah. I was oh, like, okay. why Stop questioning Like, why, exactly. Right. Like, yeah. why can't you be happy with Well, yeah, like, maybe, do we want to transition into, like, our feelings about Katniss as the protagonist? Well, so the first time we meet Katniss, she's getting ready in the morning. She's getting ready to go out to hunt. She talks about, like, putting on her boots. Um, but there, what I thought was interesting is there's nothing, like, gendered about her description of herself. Yes. Like, how we long... Yes. picked up on Yeah. That. How long does it take you to realize that Katniss is, you know, a woman or a female or a girl? Sure. Like, other than, like, her putting back her braid, maybe that's a sign for some people, mm-hmm. but there's not really anything indicative in how she describes herself. Like, she doesn't look in a mirror. She doesn't really take that time. And she doesn't do that throughout the rest of the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she's very, like, sexless in yeah. that way. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of how Ripley was written for Alien, oh. where mm-hmm. she was, like, a character that wasn't gendered. I actually felt like that did a big disservice to her as a person like I thought because like our our you know being a woman being a man being you know whatever gender you profess to be like I think that's a huge part of who you are as a person and so for Katniss to kind of be not much of anything to not really have any yeah, she's just she's just kind of sexless throughout the narrative. Like, there's one part when she's getting ready, um, but there is a specific. Yeah, I think on it's on page fifteen. Like, that's the first time that somebody talks about her appearance at all. Yeah, and Prim says that she's beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. she puts on her mother's yeah. old blue dress, right. and her mom does her hair, and right. Prim is like, "Oh, you're beautiful," and Katniss is just so like. Like, like whatever yeah, I cannot yeah, yeah. like I it, it, what she says specifically is that she doesn't feel like herself right and I thought that was really interesting that she doesn't identify with what she's seeing in the, the mirror she doesn't identify with the dress and right. the hair nice and the everything like she sees herself as completely a part of that right mm-hmm. yeah. well and I kind of felt like overall the narrative was extremely dismissive towards traditionally feminine things because Ooh. Katniss is dismissive of traditionally feminine things. Yeah. I was actually looking for more of that, and I was surprised that I didn't find more. Right. Because I do think it's there. Yeah. But she's not, she's not the other bad stereotype no, of, not. like, woman hater who's like, I'm not like other girls. Katniss doesn't yeah. really care about the other girls. But the thing is, she is just that doesn't I, care. I feel like this was the start of that trope, however. I yeah. agree. Where it's just like, I don't care. I don't care about makeup. I don't care about looking nice. I don't care about being beautiful. But she doesn't say that. But at the same time, I am completely desirable to, like, the boys around me. The men around me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, in fact, it is, like, integral to her survival. Totally. Even even Peta's father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like, she would not have succeeded in the games without the men in her life, which I thought was another interesting. Very, like, anti-feminine Well, counterpoint, 
to that. Please. Because <laughs> um, she ultimately, in at the end of the games, is able to win and bring Pita with her only by emulating her mom and Prim. Yeah. Like, it's only by, like being a healer like they are. Yeah. Oh, which she hasn't been. You're, you're yeah. talking like, about with PETA specifically? She uses Well, that's, that's primarily knowledge. when she uses, yeah, like yeah. those skills, the healing skills. And she's thinking, what did my mom do? Yeah. And she specifically talks about her mom and her father's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, trying to emulate that with PETA. Yeah. And, and like, mm-hmm. she kind of, like, draws on, like, these memories of her mom, who we know she has a horrible relationship with. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a balm in some way. Right. <laughs> healing but yeah Um, like i feel like and and the fact that her relationship with rue is what saves her life with thresh yeah Yeah. like there is like a value to female relationships in this book yeah but at the same time i do feel like the most important figures around her are men they are gail and they're pita I agree. And, and, yeah, she, and she values, I think, yeah. the male relationships more. Yeah, just, agreed. Yeah, just looking at... Uh, that was Although what thing. motivates her are the female relationships, because what motivates her is yeah. Prim and Rue. Right. Yeah. But, like, women in her, as we're, like, introduced to them throughout the book, they're silly. They're like Effie or her mother, who are mm-hmm. incapable of taking care of themselves. Or they're Prim and Rue, and they're earnest and pure and young and they deserve protection sure and yeah. it's i think there are some outliers like greasy sue's <laughs> greasy say the baker's wife yeah but she's like the third camp she's a witch and then i did not like that yeah, yeah i didn't like that either well and then there was um and then there was madge her friend yeah which, that was really interesting. And yeah. the Avox girl whose tongue was ripped out of her. Right, Which, yes. we love silencing women. That's but, a that's a trope that you see a few different times in this book. Yeah. yeah, but that was, I mean, those relationships are very brief. Like, her long, like, supportive relationships come from men. Even the men she dislikes. She talks about, like, finding Haymitch disgusting. Mm-hmm. And yet, she, like, respects him on some level. I think, I think that's it. It's the respect. Yeah. She yeah. respects the men. Yeah. But I think she has a, she has a very complicated relationship with women. Right. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Because of her mother. Obviously, of her mother. Yeah. there's some daddy issues in here, but there are some <laughs> hefty mummy issues. Which, really I are. mean, I think it should be noted that, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not gonna get into the books, the rest of the books of the series but i think it's important to note that she never really does like flesh out those female relationships like the bulk of her time is spent thinking about gail or being with gail thinking about Peta or being with Peta, and thinking about Hamish or being with Hamish. Yeah. like her mom and prim stay as characters throughout the series and i think prim is an actor like a, a motivation for her in, yeah like throughout the series yeah like in but... some stories they fridge the wife here they threaten the primrose. Yes, the, the small, delicate, perfect little sister, which yeah. Prim is not a complicated character either. No. no. Although I do like the healing aspect of her character. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's interesting that they, like, Suzanne flushes out the male characters and doesn't really choose to flush out the right. female characters. Yeah. Because the female characters are weak. 
and they are meant to be protected. And that kind of what harkens back to Aside, Katniss being but, sexless. Uh, but I think what she learns, like, yeah. I think learning the strength in, like, her mother and Prim, like, she talks about that a lot at the end, about how right. she's the weak one. That's true. She's the right. one who wouldn't be helpful. Like, she says Prim would be more helpful to him right now. Right. right. Like, I think she recognizes But ultimately, Prim wouldn't have... Yeah. Prim wouldn't have survived. Is the thing. Is like, Prim may sure. have been helpful in that one moment, but the personality that it was successful was Katniss's. Yeah, in these extreme physical circumstances, Katniss is in her element. Right. Yeah. But so, we do know, like, the games themselves don't seem... I mean, of course there's sexism, but, like, they seem to think the women have just as much of a chance of, as, of winning. It's, like, it's hard to know. I mean, the world they live in is... Uh, very vague and ambiguous. It's mm -hmm. hard to know how they view women, yeah. like as a society, right? But like they because they don't, think, there's no dialogue. But they seem that. to think Glimmer and Clove are just as big of threats. I right. mean, Clove is terrifying. Yeah, like yeah. with the knives, like she's scary. I mean, but like they say, like the physical strength. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you beat that? Like with when Thresh comes up, right? And right. Picks up Clove. Like, what is she gonna do about that? <laughs> right. She can't do. Right. Anything. Right. As is evidenced by what happens in the narrative. Right. Yeah. So the women do definitely have to rely a lot more on, like, the sneakiness. Mm. Right. And, like, Foxface. Oh, right. my fave. She's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Foxface. I face. relate to Foxface. Yeah. That would be the life I would live. Poor the Fox smart face. one that's the, good at hiding. Yeah. yeah. The zipping in and out. That would yeah. definitely Never. be. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. I, mean. I would die. <laughs> I think that's part of, like... Part of the experience of reading this book, you question, like, how far how you, you would, would do. get. Yeah. yeah. And I know for a fact that I would be the one that, like, was mentioned that, like, that poor kid dropped their ball on the platform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be me for sure. Blown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Zero skills. So what happens next? So she introduces herself, and then she goes to meet Gail. Gail. Oh, Gail. Oh, man. Tell me how you feel about Gail. I... Liked him a lot. <laughs> because critically, you know, like, I was like, he can support himself and he can support her. And I think I put a lot of other things to the side. Mm. I don't, but we hardly see Gail. We In just book, know, yeah. we just know that he's a confidant. He's her closest friend. He nicknamed her. He nicknamed her. They've learned to rely on each other. They've talked about the possibility briefly, seconds long. Of, like, running off together, and they, yeah. like, know that, you know, the other person will take care of them and their family, and I think that's a really solid relationship. No, it's a very, it's very sweet. Yeah. Like, that she just trusts that, like, he will take care of her family while she's gone. Yeah. Like she's like, no, Gail will, Gail will handle it. Right. I think why I was not interested in them romantically. Oh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're too similar. Yeah. I think that's why I like her and Peta, because him, like, if she's a little bit of a storm cloud he's definitely like kind of sunshiny mm -hmm. Gale yeah. is another storm cloud yeah <laughs> yes but i like him he's very valuable yeah. like i think he's really important like yeah. to her i thought it was interesting when they were having that conversation in the woods before where gail's like we could leave and katniss is like she straight up laughs because she's like no we couldn't what are you yeah. talking about like yeah i thought it was interesting that katniss is so tied to her responsibility and yet she because of her ties to responsibility, she straight up, um, you know, admitted to him that she never wants to have children. It's like she's aware of, like, how much 
she gives for other people how much she, yeah. right. um, you know, has on her shoulders as like a 16 year old, an 11 year old, the 16 year old kid. Right. And she's like, I would never want kids. I would never want to raise kids. I would never want to have kids. Right. Where Gail, interestingly enough, first wants to run away or at least floats that possibility, which yeah. is something Katniss would never even consider. And two is like, oh yeah, I want to have kids. Like I thought it was an interesting dichotomy because it felt just very much like Katniss was like feeling the weight of it all yeah. where and and that pushed her to like dig in and to just be like you know what this is my life like I'm just gonna be responsible and I'm gonna do what needs right. to be done whereas Gail it almost looked like he was feeling that responsibility and just wanted to run away yeah and didn't care so much about the consequences and was like oh yeah I'd have kids in the future which is an stuff. understandable way to feel if you're like 16 17 weight of the world all totally. this responsibility sure. who doesn't think about like shrugging it off and mm. like going into the woods and yeah. living that idealistic running life. away yeah. yeah I think that makes sense for her she doesn't want to have children she definitely doesn't want to love I mean yeah. throughout the book she keeps um, insisting that she doesn't want to care for another person because that other person is just a weight on her. And yeah. it's literally true. Like, any person she develops feelings for, she has to take care of and ensure their survival. Yeah. It's just more sticks on her back. Yeah, I would agree. Especially when she sees how her mother's love for her oh, totally. father yeah. destroyed her mother. Yeah. I mean, like, who would want to love someone after seeing someone else go through that like Candace is looking at that and going like uh yeah I don't think so right yeah (laughs) but yeah but I was I was not thinking I thought it was striking how unromantic it was oh interesting like the way that she was describing the relationship just felt to me like a really close friendship Mm -hmm. that it felt like I was getting a lot of feelings from him as a character like his whole run away with me I want to be with you type idea Mm -hmm. like it felt very much like he was like me and you we got this like let's go be Bonnie and Clyde in the woods or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, where she, I just felt like from her, she was just like, no, are you crazy? Like, I don't want that. I, I only have my family mm-hmm. and it, basically I only have Prim. So we meet Gail, they talk about running away mm-hmm. and then the reaping and then uh-huh. the iconic <laughs> moment that started a rebellion. Yes. Yeah. I just, did it though. <laughs> it did because it was like the open act of rebellion. I had a lot of questions about the rebellion in this book, but it, they they aren't all that important to okay. feminism. So well, I think I think the addressed. most important part about like the setup for the rebellion yeah. is the fact that District Twelve is behind her. It's yeah. not just her. Sure, it's right. the fact sure. that everyone else does. She the... gains their sympathy. Yeah, right. right. And they're, they're like she says they're <laughs> quiet and that's Three like the only rebellion salute. they can have. Right. Mm. Tiny little coal mining District Twelve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the strength they can muster. I would not be a coal miner, by the way. I okay. just want to say that. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's an interesting point. Um, but on page 20, the narrative straight up admits that, like, Hamish molests Effie on the Ooh, stage. Oh, it used the yes. word molest. Yes, yeah. I know. And I, and I didn't like that. Yeah, well, oh, I specifically I wrote down on 19 that there was, like, sexual harassment. And then the very next page, it's like, oh, I bet she wishes that she weren't in District 12 so she wouldn't be molested by a yeah. drunkard on stage or something, and I just felt icky about that. For what yes. it's worth, I think it was a poor choice of words on Suzanne's part. Like, I think there's a way to spin it so it's not gross, but right. either way, the act is bad. Well, I yeah. felt not like defending it. it itself in the narrative is played for laughs. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Which is very problematic. Which is also why I don't think she should have used the word molest. If she uh, wanted to act like it was, like, low-key, low yeah, right. like, molest stupid, is a big word. <laughs> stupid, drunk, but ultimately, yeah. like... Yeah. 
you know, non-threatening Hamish. Uh, okay. don't like that. <laughs> so anyway, moving back to the reaping. So her name is called, Peta is called, we get backstory on the boy with the bread. Oh my gosh, the boy with the and bread. And we meet another female figure who is just a side character in the story, but it's Peta's mother and uh, Katniss and Peta both have something in common, which is that they clearly have issues with their mothers. His mom beats him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I I just don't like that. I don't know what that offers to the story. It just makes both of, like, both of the dads apparently are saints. Right. And both of the moms yes. are, yeah. like, bad. Yes. Agreed. And, yeah. I was just, and she makes a comment. She calls her a witch. And yeah. she also says that thing about, I bet if the dad wasn't around, the mom, or if the dad was around, the mom wouldn't have beat him. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why... I feel like the dad is just as to blame yeah, for, like, his abusive wife. Surely. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I did not like how that was handled. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. I I didn't put that into the wor- into words like you did, but I would agree. Like, it's really concerning that, yeah. like, the mothers in this story all are the worst, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Effie, who kind of becomes a mother figure, yeah. is still incredibly problematic. Right. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yes. Yeah. Um, another thing that was just kind of a side comment is they said like, oh, Prim, who people can't help loving or whatever. I really dislike this, like putting Prim up on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Prim is an an angel. Yeah. Yeah. A literal angel. And I really don't like that. I, you know, the whole putting women up on pedestals thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. We don't do that around here these days. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a complicated character. Yeah. Prim is quite the young, um, flawless virgin. Yes. (laughs) Saved from sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Saved from sacrifice. That's right. (laughs) So Prim is called and then Katniss saves her sister by stepping in and volunteering as tribute. It's a big moment. And then Peta is called and she immediately feels dread because this is someone else that she feels like she owes something to because he gave her bread at a pivotal time in her life and essentially saved her life. And now she's wondering how she's going to work up the nerve to kill him. And then they get taken back and they're saying goodbye to their family and Katniss has some time alone with her sister and her mother and she starts yelling at her mother about like not shutting up or like not disappearing right not the depression yeah. and like, like if i die you better take care of Prince right still. yeah like my ghost will haunt you yeah. if you let my little sister die like yeah, yeah. I didn't like how, again, Katniss is assuming things about Prim because Katniss says that, like, oh, the hard life would, like, crush Prim like a bug. Right. Like, she just can't handle it and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I thought that was really, I mean, I, and maybe Katniss changes a little bit throughout the narrative because she interacts with Rue. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, Rue was incredibly successful in the games maybe more than people would have assumed because she's this tiny little sprite of a girl. Right. So, like, why go underestimating your sister? Right. It was, like, I really didn't like... This This whole, like, Katniss thinking about Prim in X amount of way, I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think they ultimately address that or, like, do something with that in, like, the third book. When she, yeah. like... Because Prim steps up and is, like, a doctor mm-hmm. in the, the medical team or yeah. whatever and Katniss is really worried about it and Prim's like no I want to help let me do something yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it's like Katniss wants to protect her and doesn't like trust that she can take care of herself yeah yeah but as this is going on Katniss doesn't cry like Katniss cannot show mm-hmm. any emotion can't yeah. cry 
And then, meanwhile, Peta is visibly, you know, tearing up. His face is blotchy, and and she is like, he's already made a disservice for himself because he looks weak. But I think that's so characteristic of how like women are held to this different standard. Where if you even show the tiniest bit of emotion, you get called hysterical or weak or right. where. Mm-hmm. And he obviously is not worried about the same thing. Yeah, I I had the exact same thought. I would yeah. completely agree with you. Although Candace does specifically talk about how she has learned this lesson, and again, it's separate from gender for her. Uh-huh. It's about it's about living in the seam. It's about yeah. you yeah. don't want the peacekeepers to know what you're doing, or the capital. You don't want to get in trouble, so it's easier to just hide everything. Right. So it's extremely divorced from gender for well, her. Well, but I think it's interesting because she she says that about Peta, but yeah. she also says that about Gail too. Yeah. Because Gail also is extremely emotional and just goes off about stuff and she's like worried about him interacting with people and everything and and she talks about how she had an experience and she specifically is like I can't be like that anymore I can't be like that for me I can't right. be like that she, like, for my family she makes a decision and right. I can't be like that because Prim's gonna pick it up from me right. I thought that was another interesting thought where it's like the women are being told to hush up or else there are gonna be consequences they teach each other to hush up or right. else there are gonna be consequences right. but Gail feels free to just like go off about things Things. PETA obviously is sobbing in public. Yeah. It's right. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of the more interesting things that happens is um, her friend comes in and pins the pin to her and then kisses her on the cheek mm. and wishes her luck. And that felt very like old timey maiden bestows her token upon yeah. the knight and kisses ah, him on the yes. cheek and sends him off to battle to me. Yes. And I was, I was wondering, like, oh, could this have gone like a totally different way? So our protagonist is on the train, heading towards the capital. Um, they're getting to know, she's getting to know Peta and Hamish and Effie. Effie is silly. Hamish is literally abusive. Yeah. yeah. He hits Peta in the face. I hated that. Yeah. And goes down. And let's just Jackson. take a moment to, like, revisit the fact that Hamish is, like, what, a 40-year-old man and Peta is a 16-year-old boy. Yes. yes. So props to him for hitting children. Yes. Yeah. Peta, who is all? abused yeah. yeah he knows immediately to pick up the ice and put it on his like oh, face that yeah makes my heart hurt yeah Thank yeah you. and then he does yeah. slam like maybe that's why yeah. he does that thing to katniss later you know uh, hey maybe <laughs> he's been in an aggressive not that i'm defending no. that right maybe that's why it's like in season control maybe. yeah yes. bad it's not it's not great i thought it was super interesting the theme of like in the image of food oh, throughout the whole this. narrative. Yeah. Because she talks about specifically how she eats like crazy. Right. But she eats like crazy on the train and Effie's like, oh, those, oh, it's a good thing that you have good manners. And then Katniss goes, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. she's like, oh, dang, you have bad manners. I yeah. disapprove. But Katniss is like, no, I'm straight up going to eat all I can all the time. Right. And I'm not going to care what anybody says about it. Yeah. And it's kind of not a thing. Like... It's not, like, I don't remember it being remarked upon other than just, like, oh, have good manners oh, or whatever. Oh, how much she eats. Right. Versus, like, here, women are encouraged not to eat too Right. Anything. Exactly. I do think they do comment later on how, um, I can only think of him as Stanley Tucci, but. I know, Caesar. Caesar, Caesar Flickerman. Flickerman. Yes, okay. <laughs> so Caesar Flickerman is like, ah, oh, I've. I've oh, got yeah, a small stomach. And, oh, that's yeah. right. And Katniss is like, you are so, it's so backwards. Well, yeah. Katniss makes the comment that in District 12, if you're, like, well-fed, like, if you're big, it's because you're well-fed, and so people are it's like... It's a sign of wealth. Right. It's a sign of wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, so. but that's kind of the only time they... You're yeah. right. I had forgotten about, about that Caesar comment. Yeah, right. that's probably the only one. It's weird that, like, thinness is still in fashion. Yeah. Out of all of the things that are I thought also that too. in fashion, I'm like, why does anybody care about thinness? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. But anyway, we can go back to... Uh, okay. They get yes. off the train, they're being made up. Yes. And, yes. This part really disturbed me because... For so Because many. she describes, like her naked body being worked over by these strangers. And I just was like, this is so inappropriate. She's obviously, like, just distancing herself from her current situation, letting them do whatever they want to her, mm-hmm. um, and getting it over with, because in her mind she's probably already dead anyway. But I just I just was so bothered by this. And it really tainted my first impression of Cinna that, like, she didn't even put her robe back on before mm-hmm. he walked into the room. She just stood naked in front right. of him. And he walks around her and looks at her, like, naked body and doesn't really say anything to her. And she doesn't really care about this exchange. She's mostly fixated on the fact that he's, like you said, like, wearing... He looks like a normal person. Uh Yeah. But I was really bothered by it. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I thought about this, too. And it kind of goes back to the whole capital thing. The fact that they don't seem to care about nudity was shown as, like, a... They're crazy people here. Right, sure. They yeah. don't care about nudity and naked Modesty, people. Modesty, right, yes. They're all desensitized. But she also makes comments about, like, people dressing sexy and that being a thing for people to dress sexy. Yeah. And I just don't understand how, in this society, nobody actually cares about bodies. Like, in a, they don't seem to care in a sexual way. So how can, yeah, how can a woman dressing sexy, Yeah. how does that have meaning still? Yeah. If you don't care about seeing people naked? Like, yeah. What, yeah, that's what, a great point. What do they find sexual then? What it does they kind find of come attractive? out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The other it thing that I thought was interesting is that she... She talks about how she's fond of her prep team. Yeah. And how they just kind of, like, Twitter around her like little birds. Like She describes them as pets. Yes. And I did not like that. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's exactly what I okay. was getting towards, is that she she dehumanizes them. Yes. Probably to save herself from embarrassment and from feeling like sure. she is chattel, right? right? Yeah. Like, she has to dis- dehumanize them. Right. So that she doesn't feel right. like... So she can still feel... So she like can, like, yeah. yeah, feel like she is... Gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? That she has respect for herself and she is not ashamed and it's like, well, who cares about these random things, these pets that are, like, attacking me? Right. Like, they're not human. I still have my, like, honor. My dignity. My dig. Thank you. Yeah. Dignity is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um... I just thought that was problematic, especially in light of kind of the gay, queer, trans coding of the capital. That she, like, dehumanizes them, not only from, like, her experience of just, like, hating the capital from when she was young, but Mm -hmm. also kind of wrapped up in all of this, like, well, they're less than human. Just look at how they dress and look at how they act and look at what they find valuable and everything like that. When, like, the people are conditioned to be like this from birth. Mm -hmm specifically says that Cinna is more normal. Yes. Sounds more normal. Like he doesn't have the affectation. Yeah. Yep. He's wearing less makeup. Right. He looks more natural. Yep. Yeah. And, th- and she likes him and she feels more comfortable with him and he's one of the good people. Yeah. And the other people she judges. She thinks they're weird. Uh, that they're yeah. like examples of like what the capital does. It's excess. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's disgusting. It's wrong. Yeah. And I was and y- they don't get into it too much in this book because they don't do too much in the capital. Yeah. But I just didn't like that. 
Yeah. No, I, I picked up on that as well, and yeah. it felt gross yes. to me. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you add to it that everyone in... I mean, we talked about gender and how they don't really... We don't know how they conceive of gender, but, yeah. like, the capital people seem extremely androgynous. Yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. people... Yeah. Any, Everybody wears makeup. Right, Everybody anyone, wears glitzy, exactly. crazy clothes. Yeah. Um, makeup. And, and that's just interesting, that, like, they don't really seem to have a gender binary there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just... I don't know why. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. That's it's like Suzanne was reaching for this culture of excess and this is what she stumbled on. Yes. Uh, doesn't look good. No. Um, yeah. And then, but there is some sort of gendered norm that's, I don't know, there's something similar to what we have today because when they're like grooming Katniss, getting her ready, teaching her how to behave, like they make her walk in heels. True. They put her uh-huh. in dresses. Yes. They take all the hair from her body. Like, yes. Yeah. And it makes her uncomfortable, but she bears with it. But mm-hmm. that's what Effie coaches her to do to be more likable, is yeah. to be more, you know, feminine. But it seemed yeah. like there was this theme running through that whole kind of makeover section yeah. of like, we want you to be feminine and cutesy and everything. And it, like that, but don't worry, we're yeah. gonna draw the line yeah. because it was like Cinna, like she specifically talks about how Cinna puts her in minimal makeup, yeah, yeah, and how yeah, Effie mm-hmm. has her practice in high heels, but don't worry, she's actually in like modest, right, heels conservative heels with like a dress that actually doesn't drag on the floor. Like it's weird that mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we're presenting all of this crazy over the top makeup and looks right. and things like yes. that, but actually, don't worry, we're gonna yeah. be, we're gonna stay on this side of the line, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Katniss doesn't have to actually perform any of that. Like, yeah. she gets to be still, like, quote-unquote normal. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. So. Like, she stays a salt-of-the-earth person. Don't you worry exactly. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the makeover happens. Okay, so the makeover happens, and she lets Cinna put her on fire, <laughs> and even Cinna breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> Problematic. Which, again, makes me like Cinna less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. And they, before they ride out, Cinna tells her and Peta to hold hands, which is strange to her. I thought Um, that Peta did it on his own. No. No. Was it Cinna and Portia? Hold hands. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Going away. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And then they hold hands, and then they ride out, and... With her blowing kisses to the crowd. Yes. yes. The first time she farms herself out for approval. Yeah, I just note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, very detached, disassociated. She's, yeah. yeah, doesn't feel anything. She is just doing it to survive. It's interesting. I wish it was more calculated. Katniss gets a lot of credit from me, maybe also from you guys, for being good at mm-hmm. many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very capable but it does bother me that so many of the times she's in these kinds of situations, she just kind of reacts and doesn't know. Like, I wish that she w- was thinking, I am going to blow kisses yeah. so they will uh-huh. like me. Right. Like, I wish it was like a conscious thought. Instead, she's like, I don't even know. No. I can't resist. Right. I have to blow kisses. Uh, like, uh, the adrenaline is running high. Yeah. I feel giddy. Yeah. It was a little odd, just like knowing what kind of character she is. Yeah. But... Entering this time period of the book, I think we get to one of the more meta sections because as I was reading this and as I was reading, again, Haymitch Teller, she has, like, the personality of a slug. Um, I was just reminded of, like, how Jennifer Lawrence was criticized for her performance. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was also told, 
like the actress herself to not emote (laughs) well no no no. she was she was criticized for a boring performance she was criticized for being like an unremarkable character and a bad actress like one note right exactly similar to Kristen stewart yeah sure which is how this which is exactly what like katniss is criticized for being as well like when she's sitting down with hamich and hamich is like coaching her on her you know delivery um, during her interviews, he's like, you have to be sexy, you have to be ferocious, you have to be, anything. like, you have yeah. to be anything other than angry at the Capitol. You mm. can't be an angry woman. You have to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. <laughs> you, you have to be humble or cute. You have to be something that's easily digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then the big, the second big reveal of the book, second to her taking the spot from Prim, is, um is Peta's reveal. This is the fun reveal. He is it in, is fun. It's very dramatic. He's in love with her. Yeah. And she is immediately pissed off by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks, she thinks that his love makes her look weak. I was wondering, like, why she would feel that way. Why would she, maybe because she was initially embarrassed. Yeah, I also feel like, like, she's trying to be stoic and cool right. and calm. Yeah. yeah. And so him indicating in some way that she's feeling emotions for him, like, yeah, it does take her down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't really, she doesn't have a lot of thoughts along those lines of hating emotion no. or of thinking emotion. I mean, well, aside from not, like. It's just her actions that speak right, for yeah. her rather right. than, like, her thoughts. Right. Right. One thing that I found throughout the book is that Katniss constantly undervalues her humanness. Okay. Like, she undervalues the fact that she cares about the Avox chick, or that she has love for Rue, or that she starts, you know, caring about Peta, or is slightly sad when, I don't know, something... Like, she she has human emotions within her, yeah. but she doesn't give herself credit for that, and neither does anybody else. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. else treats her like she's some sort of, like, robot character feelingless yeah you know woman who is just out for the kill and only cares about herself and i'm like she's not true she's really not that way she is a genuinely good person who granted she looks after her and hers but like yeah she's a she is not the worst protagonist i have ever read she is a she she can be very very, capable she can be very selfless too yeah and do things that are not in her interest for those she loves right and it's just weird to me that she that everyone around her says that she's just the worst person like hamich talks her down so much and puts her in this box of being some sort of like survivalist mechanized monster right and i just i really hated that i felt it was it did a huge disservice to her as a person we don't like that no (laughs) no and i yeah no i think you're right i think it's really telling that he doesn't think that she's good enough and i think it's a it's different from what happens in specifically the third book because in the third book they they are trying to make her a face of the rebellion. And right. she's bad at it. And she sucks at it, and yeah. she can't be coached into it, and they all discuss how the only times Katniss has ever really shown for the world, or for the capital, or anyone, uh, was when she was acting on her own. Was when she was just kind of acting out of emotion, or... Thought about that, too, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, but they, at that point, give her credit for it. And they right. say, that's when she does shine. That's, right. But, like... When but, she's saving Pin, when she's, like, right. burying Rue. Like, those yeah. are the moments right. that make her the girl right. on fire. And it's... Right. And not it's, all this other stuff. Right. And right. this is when they're trying to, like, force her into some kind of box. Right. right. Yeah. And the sexy box. The charming box. Right. The... And they're like, you suck at that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. The only, the other thing that I thought of was that one of them, maybe, I think maybe it was Katniss who said this or thought this, but like she specifically remarks on how Thresh gets up there. Yeah. And he does this like strong man. Yes. Silent yes. That's yeah. and she too. And she specifically says like, if I were as big, big and, and strong. strong as Thresh, yeah. I mm-hmm. could do it. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting that she didn't say if I were a big man, man like yeah. Thresh. No. Yes. It but she did say weird. she was jealous of him. Yeah. yeah. She says that at a couple of other points too, where she says like, I wish I could just put on like Peta's outfit he's in like pants uh-huh. and boots and that looks solid to me like yeah. I wish I could be yeah. like as stoic as Thresh and people yeah. would like take me seriously and leave me alone but it's like, never about the fact that, that she's a right. woman men. and they're, they're right. men You're yeah. right. it's about the uh, the trappings yeah. the again man. which yeah. is very odd yeah right? it is very odd well and let it be said that the thing that brings her like value in the capital's eyes right. is a relationship with a man is the love of is, another man right, right. Yeah. who is seen as eminently right. likable yeah like right. i mean she gets up there she i loved her moment where he was like you know tell me about prim or whatever blah 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 blah, blah. and she was just like i'm gonna do anything i have to get right. back to her and like it's just kind of glossed over, but that's, like, the one moment that you see, that the capital, that everybody sees who she is as a character. Right. But nobody really understands oh, I it. I that, Everybody too. forgets yeah. it. Yeah. They just remember her twirling in her glittery dress. Yeah. Which is, admittedly, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> reading that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Cringy. She's twirling. <laughs> <laughs> well, even though, but Cinna told her to twirl. Yeah. Right. Because no. he's like, look at what I am putting you in. I am putting you in this thing that's going to make you memorable. Yeah. Right. Twirl for me, he it's said Cina, from the audience. It's Cinna, it's Hamish, it's Peta. That's the only reason that anybody likes her going right. into yeah. Yeah. any of Yeah, the this. care and love of these other men. Which I find disappointing. Yeah. So she's forced to accept Peta's love for survival. <laughs> Literally, she's told by Hamish that she is unlikable and unmemorable unless she is the object of Peta's love. Which, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do we want to talk about the Avox yeah. at all? Yeah, the woman silenced. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, not great. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, because you and I had briefly talked about um, how the whole silencing thing. So right. Because yeah. you had that on lock, I was kind of thinking about other things. Um, like, the second time she sees the Avox, it's the time when she yells at her. You yeah. remember that time? Yeah, when she's breaking um, things in her room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how it was extremely white woman centering someone else's pain yes. on herself. Yes. She harmed her. She could like harmed in the the not literal sense, right? Like she affected her. She didn't she didn't, she didn't save her. her. Right. We don't know what would have happened if she had attempted to do so. Like maybe it's for the best she didn't. But like the the point is that she feels guilty. And she immediately makes it about her. And mm-hmm. it's not about, like, how can I help her? It's, I suck. I'm the worst. She must hate me. And she, like, yells right. at her. And she's horrible to her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Katniss. <laughs> it's not about you and your your pain. Like, yeah, she yeah. had her tongue cut out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and her random dude killed. Yeah. Like, right. Like she was running away like, with. Like, I was just like, oh, honey. Yeah. Man. And I just think that's really relatable to how a lot of us react to feeling guilt about like those kinds of about any like injustices in the world yeah i feel guilty about the fact that i am privileged or that i am not helping more than i am and like it's so easy to be 
to just like find excuses and be mad about it. Oh, woe is me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, oh, I suck. Why am I not doing more to help? Like, Mm, okay, why don't I just shut up and like actually help? Yeah. You know, like that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. No, I think that is a good parallel. Because yeah, I was having a really hard time feeling bad for Katniss. Yeah. Yeah. Katniss is like, oh my gosh, I'm at worst. I'm like, oh yeah, kind of actually. Let's just think about this poor slave woman with her tongue cut out (laughs) for a second. Yeah. And also, world building question: Why does Katniss not know what an A box is? I guess probably they only have she them never in the runs capital. into them. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering how that's even an effective threat if you don't know that it can happen to you. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I guess like who? I mean, I don't really know if we know in this book, but like the biggest threat that can happen to you if you cross the law is you are killed. There right. isn't really anything talked about like them taking someone away and never yeah. seeing them again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not until you get to the later books. <laughs> right, exactly. But in this first book, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just seems kind of random. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't yeah. know about the tongueless people? <laughs> <laughs> you do? <laughs> like, no, I, I do not. I'm sorry, miss. I am unaware. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Avox just made me feel uncomfortable generally. Like, I'm not quite sure what purpose she played in the narrative. It was kind of random. Yeah, does she come um, up later? I don't remember. In, like, the second or third? I think they, like, Avox characters do come back. I don't know if it's that specific yeah. girl. But I do feel like it's another example of how she has these brief, like, confidant moments mm-hmm. with women, yes. like Prim or Rue or this Avox, mm-hmm. um, where she just kind of unloads emotionally on them. And it's yes. very, like, one-directional. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, you're right. It's not really, like equal relationship right. no. which is actually how you know i would criticize like a male protagonist agreed yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i feel like in a lot of ways katniss is treated like a male protagonist yeah, yeah definitely and i feel that's why it, that's kind of primarily i guess my big feminist takeaway from this book is i don't really feel like katniss is a great feminist protagonist because she's treated like a man and she's kind of written like a man like her female-ness is it taken from her it doesn't affect right. the way she moves through the world no right. agreed yeah. yeah yeah which is so, interesting as much as i like to say that she is a strong woman yeah and she she can be she can be mm-hmm. like a strong woman character i don't feel like it's a very like feminist statement or a feminist book yeah yeah I think that's fair. Which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think in a, in a lost opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But so much happened, like, leading up to the games. And then, like you said, Kenzie, like, in the games themselves, it was that I, I took very few notes. Yeah. I said that to Mackenzie, too. Yeah. I was like, the games are happening and I'm taking no notes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because it does kind of, like, you know, society goes away and it's just a survivalist story mm-hmm. like it's a purely physical yes. you know like situation and gender has very little to do with it mm-hmm. um i will say like going into it though i was kind of annoyed that you know she has no idea what Peta is doing and later on in the story we were led to believe that every action he has you know followed has been to protect yes. her yeah right and i don't understand why he didn't come out and communicate this to her, even if she didn't believe oh, him. Oh, that's like, another thing. Why he was doing these things for her own good, like, 
despite yep. her ignorance of it. I feel like that is a trope that yeah, I yeah. have seen quite a yes. bit, and I don't like it. That was another one of the things that I, like, wrote down after the fact, is, like, Katniss as the selfish idiot. Right. And I feel like we've covered, like, the selfish part. Yeah. But the men in her life treat her like she's an idiot. Yeah, like, they do. Like, we can't trust well, you with our secret plans, sure. yeah. and we can't trust you to get things, anything right. Like, but they do establish that she and Hamish get each have other. Have an Like, that is yeah, one right. area in which she yeah. excels. But that's right. not necessarily, that's not necessarily seen as, like, like like a, a moral positive like right. it's almost like oh you understand Hamish that, yeah. that's because you're both depraved yeah you know? like it's not <laughs> no it's not moral like, but I think I think Hamish knows she's clever he sure he respects her but yeah. he doesn't trust her right which is why no. he doesn't let her in on any of his plans right but he also doesn't respect PETA Ooh, but right. he, that's a tough one. But he trusts Peta. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happens when you have a role reversal where you have a female character in a position of power and the male character in a position of dependence? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's definitely what happens later on in the story where Peta is, you know, he protects her at the cost of his own mm-hmm. health and safety, and then she is now uh, when she discovers that they can win together, she tries to save him, and he is kind of like this you know, load that she has to carry throughout the rest yeah. of the game, which she does pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I wondered if that kind of affected, like, you know, why he was so unpopular as a romantic interest for her. Yeah, well, I think totally, so. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, well, and especially once they cast Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, he yeah. did. As, as Poor he Josh Hutcherson did. Whom I love. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make that which clear. Which is baffling <laughs> to me. <laughs> He's just, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, there is a camp of you, and I understand that. You. I just, I just will never belong to the, that. The <laughs> I mean, my camp I wins. I respect it. Yeah, <laughs> my camp wins. I was happy at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I, I totally think that's true. Like, the fact that he's emasculated, and yes, the yeah. fact that he has to completely rely on her and yeah. can't do anything and just, just sits there and kisses her and eats the soup. And right. looks at her adoringly. Right. And that's all he does. Yeah. Yeah. Which, my ideal man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the truth oh comes gosh. out. <laughs> but it is, it is being emasculated, and Katniss is aware of this. Like, mm-hmm. she talks about how she, like, kind of hedges the comments she makes to him. Um, cause she doesn't want to hurt his ego. She, she doesn't want to make yeah. him feel bad. Right, exactly. I also yeah. did not like Haymitch calling her sweetheart. <gasps> oh my gosh, oh, thank you for bringing that up. And then, and then the time. I don't think this happens yes. in the movie, but the fact that Peta repeated it. Yes! I was like. Thank you. No. No, I, I hated that. I hated that. It was so condescending. Yes. Yeah, additionally, it also, so throughout the book, there's this question of whether or not, like, Peta is doing this on purpose, mm-hmm. and, like, if he genuinely has these feelings, or if he's working it to work their sponsors, and every time he calls her sweetheart, it made me doubt how true his feelings were, because mm-hmm. he was echoing Hamish. Agreed. Yes. It felt really out of character. It based did, on yeah. Based on who I feel like he is. In your mind, it's head. Josh Hutcherson. See, and that's, but that's <laughs> and you cannot thing. imagine him pulling that I off. really can. Is yeah. it like the Katniss and the Peta in the books, they're not Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson. Like, right. that's what... Co- 
kept coming back to me. Like, I'm not, when mm. I think about PETA in the movie, he is not physically imposing. Like, mm-hmm. I am not scared of Josh Hutcherson. Mm-hmm. No. Um, like, he's just, he just presents this, like, really nice guy, trust me kind of face, and yeah. he's that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but there were times when he got, like, physical with her, and it, they made me extremely uncomfortable. In the book? Yeah. When? Like, there's one specific time where he, like, <clears throat> is mad at her. And he, well, Hamish pins her up against the wall. Oh, yeah. Didn't like that. Um, but then later, like, I think it's when PETA is mad that they, you know, it's when they have the packages out at the feast and he's sick and he doesn't want her oh. to go get the packages. Um, and she's like, no, I'm going to go get them. And he says, no, don't go get them. Um, and it's this big whole thing. And then, let me find it. Yeah, okay, it's on page 297. And so they're arguing about, this is after it. So she knocks him out. They're arguing oh, okay. about her knocking him out. And then he grips her hand. It says in the in the thing that he grips her hand so hard it hurts with real anger in his voice. And as soon as I read that line, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm Like, I don't yeah. like it. I don't like, like that. Yeah, it, it struck me as yeah. not being Josh Hutcherson. It yeah. struck me as being like, this PETA character is a large, imposing man who has the ability to really hurt Katniss. Yeah. It's just that, like, oh, he loves her, and he doesn't, or whatever. See, I was gonna say, I think this book doesn't... There are... They're very light on descriptions for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And she she doesn't really talk about how anyone looks. But but they're they're all taller than her. She she mentions that everyone's at least 60 pounds heavier than her. her, I'm, like, trying to picture how small she is. She's not as big as Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, she's above, like, average height. Right. And is also, like... Like she's buff, yeah, yeah. muscular. Um, but I'm like, how tiny of a girl is this that everyone is at least fifty to sixty pounds bigger than her? Yeah. But I, it, she doesn't talk too much. Like no, Kat, she doesn't. Katniss, which I found extremely yeah. unrealistic. Katniss herself does not have a reaction to Peta's size, either in like a cute romantic way of like, right. oh my gosh, I'm so much smaller than him, or in like a I'm afraid of him way. Yeah. And I feel like she would agree. Yeah, I would. Right. That's and that goes back to her being very sexless because I was like, as yeah. a woman. I'm always yeah. thinking about that. I think yeah. that's something that many, if not all, women can relate to. The fact that you're constantly looking around, seeing who's around you. Yeah. If if they're an imposing figure, male or female, you mm-hmm. can be concerned about that and be yeah. worried about them. So the fact that that doesn't enter into her calculations about the games or her calculations about being safe with anybody. I mean, even yeah. especially PETA. Yeah. I thought was really very strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I also didn't like that both the men in her lives hurt her. <laughs> I thought that was gross. <laughs> yeah. We kind of, so we're, we're getting into the games now. Yes. Um, but before we kind of like move to the games oh. proper, yeah. there's, there's that conversation that she has with PETA when they're on the roof. Oh, sure. <gasps> yes. And awesome. PETA talks about how I just don't want to lose myself in the games. Yes. I don't want to become one of their pawns. When I die, right. I want to die as myself. Right. And Katniss is like, Eh? Yeah. <laughs> have fun dying, bro. Yeah. At least you'll have the moral high ground, right. bro. How can you die not as yourself? Katniss is like, the metaphor is over my head. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that about Katniss. I love that she is literal, literal to a fault. Yeah. Because that is her world. It's live or die. Yeah. Totally agreed. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that that was like a good moment of showing how she's very concerned with this moment, day to day. She's not thinking metaphorical she's not thinking 
about hu- human concerns. Right. Yes. Up here about personhood and no. self-actualization. Because, yeah. like, because Katniss would never be introspective like that. She doesn't no. think about her identity. She doesn't, she just has, I she's mean, a she go does and do type of character. Yes. Yeah, she's very friend of mine. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. absolutely not thinking about, even I think at this point, like the capital as an enemy, she is literally just thinking about like getting out of this yeah. life. Which I think like as a character, she gets a lot of criticism for. Like mm-hmm. people being like, well, she, yeah, she's boring, or I don't like her because she's one note, or yeah. whatever. And, like, throughout this book, I just, like, was struck over and over with just, like, this is what, this is who she has to be. Yeah, Like, I do not blame her for thinking the thoughts that she thinks, yeah. or no. making the choices that yeah. she makes. Like, yeah. she, she is who she has to be to be successful in the yes. world that she lives in. And I yeah. would say, also, I didn't find her unlikable. Like, I, I feel like I could talk to her. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't yeah. like, wow, she's so frigid. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, whereas Katniss, as portrayed in the movie, I feel like I don't, like, Jennifer Lawrence is complete poker face. Like, yeah. sure. I would be afraid of her. Yeah. Sure. This girl doesn't feel, I mean, she talks about having a poker face, kind of. But I yeah. don't know, I guess I just don't get the vibe that she's sending out those big, like, right. don't talk to me vibes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. She's just a girl. So then we get into the games, and the first thing that I noticed was the first person to try to kill her is um, a girl from District 2. Is yes. is Chloe. The knife thrower. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I... Yeah thought was interesting. I was just really trying to notice like when the, when yeah, the girls gender. came yeah. up. Yeah. Um so I thought that was interesting. The first two people that Katniss kills are both women. Yeah. Um but it's she doesn't consider it a kill. Right. They're, I do. They're yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't, which I okay, which isn't we'll talk about. It. Go keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, um she's concerned about PETA. Um, she's glad that she's alive. She's being very strategic about her motions for the camera. That's just, mm-hmm. the, she's very performative pretty much the whole time right. that she's in the game. Which games. I thought was very good of her. Yes. I was like, I'd, yeah. I'd probably yeah. forget and just yeah. look yeah. stupid. I love how she takes moments yeah. to like, like look, look dramatic. At the camera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, this is a good shot. They'll want this one. Proving to Hamish that she can <laughs> like play it up to the camera. She mm-hmm. is smart enough and aware enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, oh, she insults Glimmer's name. <gasps> yes, I, I noticed that right away. She, Her, and Glimmer was also the, the sexy girl. Right. It was the sexy girl from District 1 who was in the gold shimmery yes. dress. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I wrote that. And oh. she specifically talks about how when Glimmer dies in a horrific, gruesome Horrible. way right. to the Tracker Jackers, yeah. that she's just like, wow, her body is so gross and... Yeah. bloated and disgusting so now. and I just like her original sexy yes. like yes. sultry self yeah and I just that I really reacted to that I really didn't like that right yeah another example of how Katniss is kind of written like a male protagonist mm-hmm. yeah to see things through that lens yeah. yeah well and I just didn't like like the idea of like the sexy woman just being relegated to kind of like this thing yeah. body is just like such a disgusting idea to me right the only reason I think I ended up being okay with it was the fact that it's basically a footnote. Like, she lingers on the oh, death. Oh, sure. Yeah. But right. there, because we don't know Glimmer. Yeah. Because I yeah. was afraid there would be woman-on-woman hate. Yeah. Like, earlier, like, right. maybe she'd see her and be like, ah, oh, it's that sexy woman who I hate. Yeah. Uh, I hate sexy women. Or, like, you know, she would pick her out specifically. Right. right. Like, I was afraid there would be some of that. But Katniss hadn't really made special You're right. Aside no. from the fact that she has said she was sexy earlier. Right. right. And so that made me feel a little better about it. That it wasn't yeah. this whole, like, good, the woman who I hated is right. dead. She yeah. was sexy. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, Katniss, like, overtly dislikes and talks down in her mind about Effie, but yeah. she doesn't really do it about any of the contestants. No. no. Other than saying, you know, they're terrifying and Well, she does about the first girl who dies. The first girl who makes the fire... Oh, the um, dumb, underneath oh, the dumb, so dumb girl. Right. Yes. She makes the fire underneath the tree, and Katniss is trapped in the tree because she doesn't dare come down mm-hmm. now that attention has been called to the area. Yeah. And then, you know, the girl is succinctly killed, and that's when we learn that, she, I guess Katniss was calling her dumb before she realized that she was a girl or a right. boy, but yeah. yes. But that's, I forgot about that's that. That's the yeah. other girl. Glimmer dies. She remarks how silly her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, so she's Glimmer, but then this other dude gets to be Kato. I know. <laughs> Can we, yeah. Kato, is that a normal name? <laughs> I guess because it's a cool Roman name, we're not going to comment on it. Well, what but... I thought was interesting about the names of the women yeah. is that a lot of them are plants. Like, Glimmer is maybe the notable exception among the tributes, yeah, but, but like, Rue, yeah. Katniss is a plant, Prim, yeah. Prim is a plant. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird to me. Like, the men don't have themed names. No. Uh, I wonder if that was kind of an oversight on um, Suzanne's part rather than... Yeah, I, Maybe she's trying to make a statement. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional. It was definitely intentional that all of the capital people have Roman names. Like, that's so obvious. Mm, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she was as intentional. Yeah. With the men and the women. We have the Roman capital and then uh, the plant women elsewhere <laughs> in all of the districts. <laughs> Except for Glimmer. Fragile as a flower, or in Katniss's case, a potato. (laughs) She goes back and forth about PETA for a while. Like, first she's like, oh, I'm concerned about PETA. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I say, you know, PETA's with the careers, and I hate them, and so down to PETA. Yeah. He's the worst. I find it so interesting that she doesn't, for one second, consider it could be a rose. Yeah. She's immediately like, he betrayed me, he is dead to me, how could he work with them? And she says, no one in District 12 would ever, like, no matter what we would never and I was kind of like why not though yeah why has the strategy never been used (laughs) right well why not work with the careers no wonder you guys haven't had a winner since hey Mitch (laughs) (laughs) right if you're gonna okay yeah That's Shoot you yourself were. in your foot, I guess. Yeah. I was just like, Katniss, strategy, yeah. <laughs> babe. So is there anything in the middle of the games, or are we kind of skipping to, like, when she meets up with Peta? Um, well, she does. Well, we can talk about Rue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, can I? But, because that came before. Comment? Yeah, well, when, uh, sure. Just when she's talking to Rue, they talk about District 11, a little bit of world building. Yeah. And we know Rue is POC. And we yeah. know Thresh is POC. Yeah. And so far, these are the only two we've heard. I mean, she has olive skin, but, like, okay, Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we don't know what Katniss is. It's true. Okay. She is portrayed as a white woman in the movie. Yeah. Right. Which, that doesn't have to be the actual book. Sure. Well, and I like that, like, Cinna in the movie is... Lenny like, Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Like, yeah. anyway, I think there's room here to, like, make them different ethnicities, but they end yeah. up committing to District 11 being all black people in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Which and was it, an interesting choice. It was yeah. an interesting... A very interesting choice. And I choice. wonder if it's based on on the fact that we know Rue and Thresh are both black and yeah. they both yeah. come from there. Um, but this is also when we learned that whippings no in the are... Districts. Oh, I know, it's horrible. Yeah. This is when we learned about whippings. Mm, and yeah. so like, the first time we learned about whippings is when we were talking about the only POC in the book. And I was, when I realized that, I was like, that's uncomfy that... I don't like that association. And Katniss like says, that. like, well, they could happen in our district, but they don't really. And Rue was like, oh, in our district. They happen, they happen a lot. And I was like, nope. <laughs> don't like it. Don't Bad like optics. It. Yeah. Bad optics. <laughs> this is not a good choice, Suzanne. <laughs> but kind of how we're talking about gender and sex being, like, invisible in a way. Yeah. Grace feels very invisible here. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no mention of, like, 
no one ever feels privileged or more f- or less privileged because of their skin color. No right. one feels. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's almost entirely relevant. absent from the book itself, except for her saying, "I have all skin." Gail has olive skin. Right. Rue and Thresh both yeah. have dark skin. Um, and and Caesar you guys, has I guess white you just, skin. Yeah, I guess you They're, just kind of assume that everyone else my, is white. One of my style crew has green skin. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. The green skin was interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. Which a lot of books do, obviously, where they just kind of assume, like, default yeah. white. Um, totally. Which is bad. Right. Um, but j- even in terms of, like, social status, there doesn't seem to be any connection. Mm-hmm. It's as if there are no levels on which people are ranked, aside from district, like, ranking. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and, nothing else matters. Yeah. And uh, yet... As, I guess class. Right. Yeah. As far as we know, everybody in a position of, of power in this world is definitely white. Yes. Um, yeah. President Snow. Yes. Freak. <laughs> um, Gloin or Coin or what? Coin. President Coin. President Coin <laughs> in her time. Yeah. Yes. So whether it's intentional or not, it is definitely yes. um, erring on the side of defaulting where everybody is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, All right. So Rue... Yeah. Rue. Rue. So this is the first time we really see Rue in the game. Right. Well, we kind of saw Rue a little bit in the training. Yeah. Um, she was following, she was lingering, she was um, tailing shadow. Katniss and Peeta. And then we see her again in the games. Um, and I think it's, you know, Katniss, from the minute she sees her, is not threatened by Rue at all. Does mm-hmm. not feel in danger of her at all. Even when she kind of comes out of nowhere in the branches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if Rue had had True. a knife or if right, Rue had exactly. had a bow, yeah. she easily could have taken care of mm-hmm. yeah. this. Yeah, but she's unafraid. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Because it's because she doesn't think, because she thinks Prim is up on this pedestal. Yeah. She automatically puts right. Rue up there, too. Yeah. It's just interesting, because it's like what you said about her thinking of everyone as an enemy, like with PETA. Like, yeah. He, like, she didn't trust that he was as nice as he seemed to be. Like, yeah. I was like, that must be a ruse. She never questions it with Rue. No. Which is really dumb. Right. It's stupid. <laughs> right. Because yeah. that could just as easily be a front. Yeah. Right. Agreed. I'm a cute little girl, and then she guts you. Yeah. Like, it's weird that Katniss has a spot. For, in her heart for cute little girls. Yeah. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> but, I mean, like, it is, on the flip side, like, Rue trusts Katniss immediately, and uh-huh. I don't yes. know why Rue does this either, because... Well, Rue actually says in the narrative that she trusts oh. Katniss because of the Mockingjay pin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Rue is kind of a superstitious person. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. She well, is, you know, she's wearing a good luck necklace. Oh, so sad. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, she and Rue talk about music. And, yes. Yeah. And, and she talks about it as like a list. She's listed yes. things she thinks is Katniss useless. says it's as useless as hair bows and rainbows. As, and and she put rainbows slightly above it because yeah. at least it'll tell you the weather. Well, and I was, like, I was like, Katniss, hair bows are also useful because you can tie your hair back. Like, <laughs> by your logic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it is, like, spot. <laughs> it's so classic that those are, like, traditionally feminine uh, things. Yeah, and, of course, like she looking down her nose at She could have said, like, mm-hmm. it's just as useful as Jack's and... Uh, What's something else? It's completely random. Napkins. <laughs> <laughs> just like it could have been really random things instead yeah. of just like girly things. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Um. But I did like the music kept coming up 
mm-hmm. again and again. And you know, when it comes out that, like, Candace's dad was super musical. Yeah, and right. so, like, she associated it strongly with him. So when he died, he stopped singing. And... PETA first fell in love with Katniss when she right. sang for the first time. Right. And, like, way back when they were, like, five. Right. Um, and so I, I appreciated seeing music in the narrative. I just like, I like people talking about music mm-hmm. as, like, a musical person myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I find it interesting the way it, like, shapes people's lives. Um, so I liked seeing it, and, I yeah, I thought it was funny that she was, like, music is dumb and I don't yeah. like music yeah. but over the course of the narrative she warms up right. to it well and yeah. she, she admits I actually don't think I hate it I think it's just because my dad sang uh-huh. and like I distanced myself from that and I'm yeah. like oh yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that self-reflection. Yeah. Um, also after this time on page 227 she talks about how she is she's impressed by fox face Maybe. yeah the girl who like goes around and like yeah. figures out all the pu- puzzles and yeah. like steal things from people and stuff like that but she bets against her or she yeah. doesn't want to ally with her because of her sly grin right yeah. she yes. was interesting. she doesn't hesitate to partner herself with rue who is arguably weaker than her but when it comes to Foxface, who is clearly not part of the careerist camp of people, right. she doesn't want to risk that because mm-hmm. she doesn't trust her not to stab her in the back. Right. And arguably, like, Foxface is more capable than Rue. She makes it farther. She almost makes it to the end. Mm-hmm. She might have won, mm-hmm. and yet, like, she just doesn't trust her. Yeah. And um, I thought it was... And, like, I, I understand, like, everybody has a gut instinct. And yeah. So sometimes you just have a gut instinct to not to trust somebody, mm-hmm. and I get that. But it is... It's interesting to me that it was like, oh, I don't trust her because of her physical appearance. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. and that's what her nickname is based on. Her oh, physical yeah. appearance. Yeah. Right. Like the fact. She is relegated to her physical appearance. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that we never learned her name either. But and she, it's almost but she gets a moniker. Right. Well, it's almost the only time. I think it's the only time Katniss ever does that. Yeah, like yeah. I think she has associations with everybody else based right. on things other than their appearance. Right. But for this girl, sad, sadly named Foxface with the sly grin, mm-hmm. like that's literally all she gets. Is it's just based on mm-hmm. her right. physicality. Right. Yeah. When, yeah, she's arguably one of the most capable women there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rue is capable for her small size. She mm. um, is a lot more capable than Peta is when um, Katniss and Peta connect later. Um, and they run amok and do some serious damage. And then there is the unfortunate episode of, Ooh. yeah, Rue's death. Oh, it's, that's it's also, sad to me every time. That's it one is. of the it's other so best sad. parts in the movie. Yeah. Is when yeah. she's singing the song and, like, putting the flowers in her hair. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And Katniss gets to be her honest, angry self yes. for a hot minute when <sighs> so she cathartic. is, mm-hmm. yeah, saying goodbye to Rue, being herself as the morally superior Peta <laughs> asserted he would try to be. <laughs> Well, and that's when she thinks about that conversation. Yeah, exactly. She's like, this is, a- this like, is I start, what... I get it now. Like, yeah. I want to be myself. Right. <laughs> but I don't think she does it for herself so much as she does it for, um, does it for Rue, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I, like, also, another significant moment at this time is when she kills that boy. And she says it's her first it's her kill. First yeah. Yeah. And I think that... Without pausing to for think a about, moment. No, yeah. she just, like, straight up murders him yeah. in two seconds. Right. Wait, I think in the movie his name is Marvel. He didn't have yes. a name. He didn't have a name in the book, He though. was nameless. Yeah. yeah. A lot of characters are nameless. A lot yeah. of these children are nameless. Yeah. yeah. So sad. Um, it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Does um, Peter kill anyone? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, he, uh, Kida, or Kida, um, wow. Katniss, <laughs> Katniss says that she his kill gives him fox is, face. is the berries. Yeah. Right. Which I feel but like he, is. Before that, he kills the girl, the first girl that made that we fire. We never addressed that. Yeah. I don't know if he did. I don't, I don't believe well, it. Well, he doesn't well, think he did. Why he's, do you, why do you not want to believe it? Well, I don't believe it because he's like the good one, right? He's Quote, shocked unquote. when he yeah. when Foxface dies and she says that was your kill. He's like shook. Like yeah. we never go back to that girl in the no. beginning. Yeah. I I assumed that he didn't kill her. I assumed what it was did he just... do? Like stand over her body until she passed? Like... Well, yeah, I'm just kind of assuming that she just kind of died because of the gaping wounds that she already had. But it is <laughs> you assumed they were gaping. <laughs> it's one of those things that you'd think they would bring up, and we're on Katniss's, sure. we're in Katniss's head, and so we're seeing it the way she's seeing it. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. He went over to kill her, and then the cannon boomed, so yeah. she died by him. And you'd yeah. think we would have gotten, like, a callback, and like, mm-hmm. a, oh, when that was happening, and you thought I was killing her, I was yeah. actually patting her... Goodbye. Softly. Yeah. <laughs> on the, the right. noggin. <laughs> As she passed into the other world. Right. Like, yeah. You'd think we would have addressed that, but we don't. Yeah. yeah. We also don't address why he's with the careers. She says it's to help her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know how. Yeah, we never really I don't, hear. What was his plan? Yeah. I want, I would love to know. Uh, well, I feel like Hamish says something along the lines of, like, he misdirected the careers as to where she was or something like uh. that. But evidently, he wasn't very good at it. Well, and he yeah. didn't. How could he have known? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never have, like, <laughs> even when I was rereading it again I was like I can't really follow this whole like PETA's helping the career or helping her yeah. trick the careers yeah, right. business. I wanted more info also when he apparently kept watch the whole night while she was in the tracker jacket yeah. tree, I was like PETA what was your plan yeah what you were, was your you plan you were gonna wake up in the morning and they were gonna try to kill her yeah <laughs> what was your big idea yeah speaking about things that I disliked with PETA um because you were talking about how like you were seeing things about Cinna and being like oh I don't like that oh I don't like that yeah like I felt like I was seeing things about Peta that I was like, oh, I don't like that. Like the very first thing he calls her is sweetheart, yeah, like uh, which I from the mud. Like. Yes, from, from the, the mud. mud. Um, then this one of the first things that he says is like, so you gonna kiss me now? And I was like, ew. Yeah. Like, ew. <laughs> well, he does say to her like, it's for the TV. No, I know that there's a reason, but I just like, like really, like it's the you're dying and. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess in his mind, why not? But it was just, it felt so like, it felt like a gross teenage boy. It felt like like, a gross teenage boy thing to me. Like, hey, sweetheart, I'm dying. Care to land big one on these bad boys? Like, yeah, it did sound like a young boy affecting the behaviors (laughs) of like a larger, older man. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't like that. The first thing he says to her is kiss me. Like, sweetheart. yeah, kiss me, sweetheart. Well, and that's why it feels very weird to me like it it's hard for it me doesn't to, feel like josh hutcherson you keep saying that it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't liked, feel like Peta. it doesn't feel like Peta to me yeah like, yeah i just feel like Peta is different than maybe we all remembered from like the rest of the oh series. sure yeah. i'm just saying based on other things that he does that is out of character yeah like he doesn't do i'm i'm not defending the sweetheart thing are we giving gross. him are we giving but, him the like he was delirious quote quote argument i don't know <laughs> because like leading up uh, to this Peta is not like he until he declares his love for her on television he is very like friendly towards her in a non 
awkward, no, cringy and way. He's, yeah. And he's very, and very supportive and respectful. She yeah. even she hurts him. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. But like they have a good. Yeah, didn't like, like that. Yeah, also, by they have the way. a good I friendship like, going. Like, stupid. And mm-hmm. then suddenly, when they see each other again in the middle of the games, he calls her sweetheart, mm-hmm. and then they yes. everything is built on their yes. like kisses. <laughs> right. Oh gosh, I really hated. Yeah, this was the part where I was just like, she is, just basically like. You, I mean, you don't like that I would think about it, like, sexual, but it feels like prostitution. Like, she's prostituting her kisses and her fake affection for this boy and this whole love story narrative. Sure. When she doesn't feel it to the capital, and I just thought that was just such a, just such a female narrative thing to do. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine a story about a man having this sort of like I've got to fake it and I have to kiss her this girl that I don't like well here's the thing it's like a it's a really tropey thing yes that's why and I think that's why I can get past that because it's very fanfic-y like the whole fake dating thing sure um and it's usually like, oh, I don't know, we're like not really into each other, but like I guess we have to kiss a little bit to yeah. like sell it, yeah. and they like kiss and end up enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think being... it's cute. It's like... definitely a YA trope though, yeah. where the it's the Beauty and the Beast thing, where the girl is forced into this romantic relationship with this man. But she learns creature. But she learns she comes about creature. to love him later. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> right, because she can't just like trust her feelings and come upon them naturally, right? And, like, find genuine love for herself for this man. No, instead she's got to, like, you know, kiss him until the feelings come. Mm -hmm. Well, for what it's worth, I think it's a clever plan, Mm -hmm. and I think what would just make it better would be her buy-in. Yeah. Because it feels like she doesn't buy in. I think that's what makes it gross. Is that if she was like, hey, I don't really care about kissing him, but this is smart. Yeah. I'm being sneaky and whatever. I right. can like get over it. Like, she was more that, intentional. About I feel like it. that would be okay. But because she, even as she's doing it, feels like gross. This is I gross. Don't I don't course. like He's it. He's my first kiss. Uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Yeah. It makes us. I feel like that's same. what makes it not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will just throw out there that as I was thinking about like sexuality in the book, Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to not interpret Katniss as, like, somewhere on the ace spectrum. Totally. Oh, yeah. But it's totally. also, it's hard, though, because we, we have also acknowledged the whole, she hasn't thought about anything else. She's in survival so, mode. Yeah, she's in survival mode. Yeah. So it's hard to know how much is her sexual preferences and how yeah. much is, like, or, like, the way she experiences sexual desire. Right. And how much is just the fact that she hasn't been able to think about it. Right. Yeah. But, like, she's, like, if anything, she's, like, demi. Like, she does sure. not care yeah. Aside from, like, I feel the emotional connection. And I right. think the kisses with Peta start to get nice. Yeah. Finally, after they have more of an emotional connection, but she genuinely doesn't seem interested no. in, like, the physical aspect. Part of the cringiness of that is her describing, like, yes. each time they kiss, and I... It's, it's, so, just... it's so wooden. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It yeah. is. Which Passionless. Is, right. I mean, I guess what is to be expected if you are bestowing kisses on someone, you're not feeling it. You just right. feel like it's expected of you. So. She's an actor. Yeah. yeah. Like, she feels about it as much as, like, two random high school kids on a stage would, you know? Yeah. Like, eh. Which is what is going on here. My but. boyfriend's watching me in the audience. <laughs> Her high stakes. I wonder if he feels like this is weird. Oh, yeah, that was totally what was happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just uncomfy. And she finally does start to take a little bit of pleasure from it. I yeah. think she's like, oh, for the first time I'm actually, like, thinking about or like not thinking about the kissing like, right i don't she, know if she, she it. i don't know if she's getting pleasure from the physicality of it though. right because she does talk about like the close well 
she likes cuddling with him. She says, like, it was nice to be, like, near him, and it was comforting, and he right. made her feel safe. And they, like, she liked holding his hand. And, right. But these aren't really, like, stirring no. <laughs> no. emotions. Right. She's not, like, feeling the lust. She is She's not just, aroused. Yeah. <laughs> it's just comforting. Yeah. It's just comforting. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's because she has so little care for Beto, or just because she doesn't really experience much of that. Well, and honestly, right, it period. could just be comforting to have a friend. Like, it doesn't yeah. even have to be romantic. No. Yeah. yeah. It could literally just be like, I have a guy who has my back here. I know right. he's not going to kill me, so right. <laughs> that's yeah. great, Which is I something guess. that she does say, like, repeatedly throughout the book. Like, I can't imagine being up here alone. I don't want to be left yeah. here alone. Mm-hmm. Like, after yeah. Rue dies, she's once again alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, she says that when Peta is like, no, I'll die. At yeah. the very end, mm-hmm. she's like, no, I will be stuck here. Yeah. Forever. forever. Oh, I liked that line. I yeah. liked that line a lot. Yeah. 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 She was like, I'll never leave the arena. Yeah. yeah. And I'll forever like, be trying to, like, think my way out of this problem. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, I really that liked such that. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I also... And, and, like, the question of consent comes in here as well because yeah. he's feverish and not really in his right mind. And they're under an, a ton of stress. I don't know. And just like, I mean, she lays down and he just like starts stroking her hair and mm-hmm. she, and she says in the narrative that she likes it. Yeah. Um, and then of course he has to follow it up with, you look better when you're not scowling, which oh, I was like, my gosh. <laughs> thank you for telling me that you I look need better to look when you smile. You. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but like, it was just, it, if, yeah, just all these questions of consent, like, she doesn't really love him. She doesn't even particularly like him all that much, but he's yeah. touching her as if yeah. they have this close lover bond, right. and I just didn't like it. So, obviously, this is one of the most problematic parts of the whole series is this relationship, especially because this is the first time she starts talking about um, Peta as compared to Gail. Yeah, and that's true. everybody yeah. is... The love triangle Right. Begins. Everybody's like, why do we have to have a love triangle? <laughs> like, isn't it enough that this is a survivalist story? Yeah. But I did think it was interesting that, like, you know, she brought it up. In my memory of this book, it is forced upon her, and she's, like, saying, whoa, whoa, gentlemen, we have larger problems to deal with. Uh-huh. But in this book, she is actively thinking about, like, Peta as compared to Gail. Yeah. And I think she's thinking about, like, Peta as a partner compared to Gail as a partner. And yes. that makes sense to me. And I don't think it's completely unbelievable or, like, takes away from the story or her as a female, as a feminist protagonist. Yes. Yeah. The fact that she would feel emotions towards these boys in her life like that she can have a romance and still be a feminist yeah I think what's interesting about this is that she was not organically thinking about Gail in that way at all until until she was forced into faking a relationship with another boy that she never really I mean it says somewhere in the narrative that like she had always been noticing him the boy with the (laughs) The bread bread. (laughs) and like I just thought that was dumb and yeah. it doesn't have to be romantic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting that she just didn't, she didn't just have these feelings just around until she was like forced into something. But again, this is also in tandem with her realizing I can have an identity outside of living. Yeah. And so yeah. It's, like, I wouldn't just say. Ironically though, in the middle of not knowing if she's going to live or die the next day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you'd think that this would be the time in her life where she would be super hyper-focused on 
just the survival. It did feel like a weird part in the story, and she herself talks about it as, like, it felt like a kind of vacation, where, like, Mm -hmm. they are spending all this time together in this cave talking Mm -hmm. about their feelings and having their little, like, honeymoon feast or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, it just, it does feel like, like a weird, like, lip in the middle of the story like yeah. where they're spending this time romantically alone yeah. talking about feelings yeah i keep thinking like i mean they have reasons in the narrative like katniss keeps being like oh the game makers aren't gonna want to flush us out because x thing just happened and y thing just happened and they're watching Cato and thresh over there and mm-hmm. like she she has things in the narrative that explain why the game makers aren't forcing them out of this cave but it is weird that they can spend like a solid what like feels like a week there or something. Yeah, I think it's like three days. It feels like a very long time that they're just like stuck in this cave. It's longer than three days. Well, we know she is in... Because they're stuck inside when it's raining at least for a couple of days. We know that they're in the arena for at least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her saying that. Um, I wanted to point out that she... She does have, before they get into the games, when they're actually directly prior to them getting in the games, um, she does push PETA and cause him physical harm. And Mm -hmm. he has to go to the medic and he has to get his hands all stitched up and everything, um, which is bad. We don't love, obviously, physical violence from her as yeah. well as from especially else. any more abuse directed towards Peta, who's clearly been taking it his whole life right, right. well and she also like poisons Peta. i mean she yeah. slips him the medicine without his knowledge yeah that and so while great. there are a couple of instances of the men in her life being physical with her which i find super gross yeah i also really didn't like her interactions with him yeah yes. like because she on multiple occasions has either like caused him harm or yeah yes. like slipped him something without his consent mm-hmm. and i just yep didn't like it thought it was gross <laughs> and yes. i was like this is the platform we're building a relationship on yeah like, yeah it's yeah. not a good platform no. no but i do think it's very like the the sleeping medicine mm-hmm. is interesting because it makes sense it's justifiable it's right sure. it's condemnable but it's also like you get it yeah right. and it, which but, is almost more insidious. Right. Like, you can poison your partner, you know, like, cause them to go to sleep or whatever, as long as it's for their good, you know? But yeah. who really knows who's good it's for? I mean... Right. Well, he was also... I mean, she gave it to him because he said, like, you are not putting yourself in danger. I'm not going to let you. If you try, I'm going to kill us both. Yeah. And that was probably... Well, he said... Agreed. He said, if you try, I'm going to just walk out of the cave. Like, he basically... Yeah. Well, but he also said, like, I'd walk out of this cave yelling after yeah. you. Which would put yeah. her in danger. Yeah, but I see what I, you're saying. I think, I think yeah. it was more about him saying, like... I'm going to kill myself. Okay, I'll commit yeah. suicide if you Yeah, leave. no, I thought, I thought it was more... Uh, because he does say, like, I'll just run out there and start yelling. Mm-hmm. Which is... More I, right. problematic. Yes. But I think it was mostly about him. I don't think he was threatening her. Right. Right. It's clear he prioritizes her safety far above his own. Right. Yeah. They connect. They connect. <laughs> they survive. They connect. <laughs> um, for all intents and purposes, they are a team. Um, we don't know, and I don't even think Katniss knows if she's teaming up with Peta because she genuinely likes him as a person, or if because mm-hmm. it's just kind of an act of rebellion against the capital. It's us versus them. I'm siding with this guy who's from my district, 
um, if I can have the opportunity because, like, people would judge me at home. Like, I would judge myself if I didn't do this, yeah. watching myself. Um, and at this point, yeah. it's the two of them from Capital, from, or from District 12. Yeah. There's Cato and Clove, who are two people from District 2. Right. And then there's Foxface and Thresh. Right. Those are, those are the players who are still alive at right. this late stage. Thresh saves her from Clove. Um, Clove dies in a horrible way. Yeah. Um, yeah. By Thresh. Yeah. Yes. We don't really know what happens to Thresh. Yeah. Um, we, no. he, we're told that Cato probably kills him. Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you how curious I am yeah. about that scene. That, well, about that whole side of the arena that she doesn't oh, go yes. in. Oh, yeah. Like, I have genuinely been like, I would read fanfic about that because I am so curious write about that big fanfic. hole in the middle yeah. of nothing. Write that fanfic. Yes. And also, <laughs> also put Madge and. Oh, Madge. Madge, Madge doesn't deserve and to be Katniss together. Maybe things have gone differently. Well, yeah. this reminds me of something because when they're talking about the field, yeah. PETA says, oh, that's scary. And Katniss is like, you think it's scary? Oh, yeah. I see it as an opportunity. No, that was and so good. That I was, mean, yeah. I, what I found interesting is that she makes it about privilege. Yeah, and she about, does. like, he can't understand. What well, she says it, that a few different times about PETA. Yeah. She does. Throughout. Yeah, but what I think is interesting is that in this case, she seems to directly, she says he doesn't question things. It's kind and of that's condescending. Not, it's not true. Yeah. He also has shown to be more questioning of the capital and more interested in, like, active rebellion than she is. Yeah. And I found that so odd. Because I agree that PETA has a lot of privilege. But, like, that I didn't feel was a fair criticism. Yeah. yeah. I remember that striking Yeah. Me. But I could, at the same time, like, understand where that, like, anger or annoyance came sure. from. Sure. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to question what was out there. Like, he didn't have sure. to make himself. Yeah. Sure. But I was also I, like, it is scary, Katniss. I'm scared of the field. You should be scared of no, the field. No, the field is spooky, <laughs> there, man. Right. There's a horror novel going on. <laughs> there <about> is. <laughs> um, another interesting point here is that, the like, when Katniss has most directly come into contact with danger via the other tributes, it's usually in the form of a woman. But she's mm. most intimidated by, by Cato. Yeah. Like, yes. like because, the because she right. saw him she saw him wake out. She saw him like yes. kill someone. But he's also like become a representative for the careers as a whole. Sure. Even yes. though yeah. Clove is the one who's almost killed her twice. twice. Yeah. Yes. And right. Glimmer hypothetically had the bow when she was stuck in the tree yeah. and was the only one who could have actually harmed her. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting that the, yeah. that like women are the ones who are the most dangerous to Katniss and yet she is more concerned about the men. Right. Yeah. Like she's scared of Cato. She has thrush. a moment where she yeah, she's like Thrush could kill me right now if he wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cato, I actually think I like what they do with him in the movie. Like more than the book? Well, I guess I'm, I don't know if there's other things, but they give him lines to say at the end before he is about yeah. to kill Peta. And he has a little baby monologue about, like, I'm just what they've created. Like, yeah. I'm doing what they made me to do. Yeah. And in that moment, you're like, wow, that's really sad. He's just <laughs> a yes. kid. Right. He's yeah. just a boy. He's just a boy who's been, like, raised to be a killing machine. A right. psychopath. He's not this, yeah. like psychopath killer who like yeah. rips people's heads off well and in the right. book he's very one note yeah right yeah mm-hmm. until he dies right well and Kat- just awful. katniss even says that she relates to him though like she's like i saw him freak out but also i kind of get it because yeah. i'm angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay well you yeah get it. yeah we're all feeling it um so then we get to the end there's the whole like mutation bit mm-hmm. um and she and Cato and Peta end up on the top of the cornucopia and 
then Kato dives. Well, I mean, she shoots him in the hand and he falls off to the mutations and he's there for hours. hours. I was trying to fathom. I don't know how, how he can stay alive. alive. That's the thing. I think he'd go into shock and die. That's yeah. the thing. And plus, I'm sure he's bleeding. Yeah. Like, yeah. He would have bled out even if they weren't all like well and she right. pretty much Fatal says wounds. when she finally kills him that she like looks over the edge and, and he's it's like a, hunk a of human meat. pulp yeah. right like i'm like literally how is he alive i don't yeah. know like i understand if the torture is still happening but yeah. he should be like gone yeah right. it's disgusting yes and, and we don't yeah, like it over the top we just and don't like it's it. it's also kind of anticlimactic i mean we've been building up this thing with kato this whole time and yeah. it was resolved fairly quickly well and it, yeah. got, and it kind of the whole point of it is that Kato's not the enemy. Exactly. The capital he's, right. The he's enemy. not the final enemy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they literally turn the children into monsters. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I remember thinking that it was not true, though. Like, that, that it was just a mind game. I mean, right? I don't yeah. think it's literally true. Because but that sounds a little hard. I just don't think. Do. I, I just don't think. There's proof either way. You know but, there's yeah, proof. But there's that, proof. I, I remember thinking, though, that it wasn't like, oh, well, they're trying to get in your head. Right. But they didn't actually use their eyes, but we don't know, I guess. No, right. we don't. Um, I, I skipped over this, but I thought it was interesting that she has a moment where she's hunting with PETA and they're in, in the woods. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need to tell him to stay back because he's scaring all the prey away, but yeah. it's going to hurt his ego. Yeah. But then PETA's the one who is like, I should stay back. I'm scaring away all the prey. Right. Yeah. And he, it's like, kind volunteers. of, right, it's this moment where it's just like, she thinks something about about him like she thinks like oh he's a typical dude like he's gonna have this big ego and he's yes. not gonna want to listen to me yeah but he's the one who suggested well i guess we don't know if he would have listened to her yeah. <laughs> i'm sure he would have honestly but um i just thought that was an interesting moment that she thinks the worst of him yeah and he is like no i'm actually good yeah and, uh, yes. and aware about this yeah at his best he's a pretty passive person yeah yeah um, and then, so, at the very end, um, it's the two of them, and they're like, yay, we won, and then the Capitol's like, psych, only one person can win, so Did start you guys fighting think it's again. it's funny? They give them so long to figure it out. I know. Like, the Capitol was hoping that they would, like, clue in, and finally yeah. they're like, uh, we changed the rule, goodbye. Well, and yeah. PETA, PETA is bleeding out. Yeah. Like, the only reason that he's right. not dead yet is because of a tourniquet. Right. right. And so, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what the Capitol thought was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. no either. Um, but, uh, PETA comes out her with the knife and Katniss gets the bow out, you know, to yeah. like shoot him. Yeah. And, he, and then he like throws the knife to the side and Katniss feels immediate shame. Yeah. Like right. how could she? And I'm like, no, 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 right. no. Like you had no idea. Yeah. Like it, we want to think the best of PETA. Sure. Right, but sure. like you literally like people can snap just like that. Right. Like sure. maybe hearing Kato suffer for the last like 12 hours has made Pete gone crazy. Like yeah. sure. he is more physically imposing than you are. He has a knife. Like yeah. literally all he has to do is fall on her and she's dead. Yeah. And so she immediately feels shame when she goes to defend herself and I just, I didn't like that. I didn't, mm. I understood, like, why, like, why Katniss, the character, would feel that way. But mm-hmm. that was one of those moments where I was like, she thinks that she is a worse person than she is. Yeah. Because yes. I don't think what she just did was all that reprehensible. Right. I agree. All right. The whole event just reminds me of what my mom always called bending over in a watermelon <laughs> patch, wherein, you know, the person enters the watermelon field and sees that their shoe is untied and they bend over to 
tie their shoe, the farmer of the watermelon patch walks by and sees this strange person bending over in their patch and assumes that they're stealing a watermelon. I just think there was a different way that Peter could have <laughs> made his intentions known. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think he was thinking at all in that moment. He was literally just thinking, like, I could never mm-hmm. hurt Katniss. He wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about, like, we are still enemies at this point. Right. Oh, of course, he was also convinced that she was in love with him back. That sure. was weird. I thought it was weird, too. Yeah, so, okay. It well, showed that he was kind of naive. Yeah. Yes. Like, he doesn't know her all that well. Yeah. So, I don't... But also... He loves the idea of her. He doesn't I mean, that's love the her. thing is, he has liked her, apparently, since he was five, which is insane. Yeah. But okay. Uh, <laughs> it's been a solid uh, 11 years. Whatever. That's, that's a little crazy, but, like, the story's cute. Whatever. So, he has liked her that long. Like, I can only imagine what that's like to like someone for so long and then have them and be like oh my gosh it's happening like I've been thinking about this of course you're gonna put how could he not like be hopeful and like want it to work yeah yeah. I don't and but he didn't ever know her I mean I mean that's the whole thing right is that Gail knows her right and Peta has a vision of her in his head sure I'm not I'm not saying that's right I'm just saying that's why it doesn't surprise me that he was surprised especially when his whole shtick is that he's trusting. Naive and, and trusting. Uh, and, oh, yeah. baby Kita. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Peta. <laughs> baby Kita. It's Katniss and Peta. I know, it child. gets me every time. It would be me. That's it not would be even Peta. what their ship name is. Um, so, they outsmart the game makers by threatening to commit a double suicide the game makers are like oh no just kidding never mind right um which i always thought was interesting i think it's funny the game makers didn't just allow them to die but whatever yeah so they both get like beamed up scotty basically yeah and he's blocked behind some plexiglass while she's screaming his name as they the doctors operate on him because you know the aforementioned tourniquet yeah um, so he actually ends up losing a leg. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. forgot totally about forgot. that. Yeah. I cannot remember if Josh Hutcherson lost a leg. Well, the cane is familiar to me. I remember him having a cane. But he, a, he has a cane a in the third on... movie when he's, like, frail. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he might also... I don't know. I don't know either. I'd have to watch. Yeah. I don't remember a fake leg, though. Um, yeah. but her whole screaming act works for her because then Hamish comes back and is like, cool, glad you survived. Um, also, you're in mortal danger still because you outsmarted the game makers, so you still have to fake it. Yeah. Um, so she continues to fake it over the next, like, week of press or whatever. Um... Also, the game makers wanted to give her a boob job. <gasps> yes! <laughs> what was that? That was such a weird <laughs> and random... I mean, obviously, there's a lot to say about how she just totally loses, like, all bodily right. autonomy from the moment yeah. she's taken. And then, yeah, it's so random. That Why do they care? They don't, I don't know. know. They don't like, seem to care about yeah, breasts. Yeah, Sinna's putting this dress on her with the padding around the breasts, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, be lucky. They almost gave you a boob job. What? Yeah. What is that? But Hamish defended you. Oh, my gosh. Not to mention the fact that they also, like, scrubbed her body free of anything. Like, yeah. she has no right. scars. She has no memories. Right. You know, yeah. left. Physical. Yeah. Physical memories. And, yeah, she avoided getting a boob job. Yeah. I thought that was... Just disturbing. Weird. She's a child. She's a child. Well, also, again, like, there's no, 
there are no sexual overtones here. Right. Yeah. So it's weird right. that she, that Suzanne would even include any something like a boob job. Yeah. I mean, it seems like something that she did because it would happen here. I mean, maybe not sixteen year olds, but the fact just just prizing like large breasts. Yeah. Sure. Like something that's in our world, but doesn't seem to be in their world. But Suzanne was like, "What's something that they would do to her while she was out?" Yeah. Boob job. Yeah. 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 It's very weird. Um, I thought that was odd. Further estranging her from her own body. Right. So she's, like, acting all cuddly toward PETA this whole time. Um, then they go home, and she has to break it to him that she actually doesn't love him. Which takes And he is shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, I guess, well, this whole, like, strategy started with PETA. It started with him saying it, and maybe he was saying it to, like, make her more desirable and to save her, mm-hmm. right. but it was a facade orchestrated by him and Hamish, and the fact right. that he's surprised that she didn't sincerely mean these things really took right. me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I do, I did not like it even more well, because it felt like she owed him something. Yes. Well, I mean, oh my gosh, yes. The owing overtones at the end of the book got me. Yeah. They got me. Wow. But it makes you wonder, like, when he did start to think it was real. Yeah. If he knew it was fake. Yeah. Pre-games. Yeah. At what point in the games did, but, what did she do that made him think it was real? Or maybe it was yeah. post-game. Like, maybe he sure. was like, we're safe now, but she still loves me. Don't know what that's about. Maybe she actually does care. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's just, yeah, there's just so much, like, up, tied up in this relationship with each other. They're both survivors. They're both from the same place. He's yes. obviously helped her out a lot, like, before they came out into the Hunger Games. And, yeah, I can understand why she would be confused and take a minute. But I do think it's interesting that, like, when we were younger reading these stories, we were like, just accept what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, I want to take a minute to understand what I'm feeling. Right. Yeah. And we criticize her for that. Yeah, it's, like, reprehensible well, or that? something. Yeah. What even happens... I just want to at the very it. end like but i, just I, want I to felt know that what, what are the woods i felt that like she, there was this like um what's the word i'm like there was this overtone of like she owes him yeah and i reacted really strongly against that i yeah. really disliked that it was like what you've been like treating me like this she's been doing it because they would have been killed otherwise yeah but he's like I can't believe you just did that to me. Wow, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you know, this idea that, like, oh, like, I owed more from you or just I don't whatever. Know. I, I don't know where you're getting that. Because that's, I don't get that from this page. It ju- no, it's just, it, that's what it, it was, felt I like. I think it was, like, the last page. He doesn't, he doesn't say, you owe me. No. He says. He says, it was all for the games, how you acted. And she says, not all of it. And he says, then how much? No, forget that. I guess the real question is, what's going to be left when we get home? Which is a valid question. Yeah. He wants to know, like, what shred of affection, like, remains. Like, what... He, he wants to have a DTR. Yeah. And she says, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And that's... And that's... <laughs> I think it was just, Standing like, up for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, let me know when you work it out. And walks away. Okay. Well, but it was just this idea... Pushy. But I didn't like that, like, he felt like, pissed off at her. Like, she was doing it to save their lives. Sure. And, like, I get it. He's a 16-year-old who just got his heart broken. I get that he can be mad and everything, but just, like... But why was he mad? Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, I just, like, I mean, 
I'm just with Katniss here. Like, she needed a mo to get her head together. I don't think... He put her into the situation in the first place. I don't think either of them is in the wrong. He similarly has been through a trauma, and she's the only person who can understand understand it. Yeah, but he's one of the orchestrators of the very specific problem that they're having right now. Yeah. Like, Katniss never asked for that. But it makes sense emotionally. Like, I understand why he would feel like, wow, okay, I'm losing, like, the one thing that was good. In, like, that whole scenario. Yeah, but also, I just... we know he has a crappy home life, so he has nothing to go back to. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I just felt like Katniss has been through hell and back, and she, now she you also has. are complaining that she doesn't love you. Like, he didn't say... He was just sad. Like, <laughs> he doesn't attack her. He... Sad a... and kind of like a... <sighs> no, woe is me. I guess, tell me I mean, when you figure it okay, out. Give him a cool more than 30 seconds to <laughs> process. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she is punished for his not knowing her. Like, she is punished for his expectations. I don't think she's being punished. Well, she's being punished by, like, his mopiness. And then they have to continue to go out there and he just acts like, well, I guess we have to... Put it on for the camera one more time. Again, yeah. he's had a minute. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, Kita and I felt something that obviously I didn't feel. was just surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I think that undertone is fair. I just also think that you are reading things that are not explicitly in the text. Like, he is saying things that to me make sense. Even if I don't, like, stand by them. Or, like, even if I wouldn't react that way. I don't know how I'd react. <laughs> I have not been through such a traumatic experience. I am. Um, so, end of the book. Yes. Book ends. They're on a train. They're back home. They've survived. If this were the only book that came out, it would actually be a little eerie. Because there is no end for her. Hmm. Because she is now having to stick in this relationship with PETA um, for the safety of her family. Mm-hmm. Which is all that she cares about. Right. Because her immediate thought after... Getting out and Hamish telling her that she's still in the games, you know, mm-hmm. for, yeah. for a metaphor. Yeah. Is, like, her first thought is, now if I do something wrong, Prim and my mother are gonna right. suffer. Right. Yeah. Rather right. than, like, if she had just died in the games, it would have been like, well, you know, right. whatever, sucks for me. But right. She has to, she's trapped, she has to perform forever. Mm-hmm. And if that's Which how just the sounds book like ended, hell. <laughs> if that's how the book ended, that would have been really interesting yeah but yeah in summation i feel like there's worse yeah and it was obviously very influential like genre wise definitely mm-hmm. yeah I argue that yeah i mean katniss is capable she is you know she goes and does she doesn't sit and wait for other people to dictate what she needs to do which was nice um but yeah it was not the worst yeah but <laughs> Still a little bit problematic. Well, it made me want to read the second and the third one again. Oh, for sure. So I was like, yeah. really well written. I was like, yeah. what do I? What else do I not remember? Like, where do we go with some of these things? Right. Yeah. yeah. As aspiring authors ourselves, like the concept was imaginative. The book was well written. The characters were were well fleshed out. I mean, if there's you know a reason for us to have like discussion about this for like hours, it's just because it was so well written. Yeah. Problematic associations, uh, problematic events, especially, like, everything that's tied up in her relationships with men. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, and she, of course, is 
you know, a little bit of a head case, but, you know, bless her heart. Like, yeah. she's <laughs> trying. I yeah. know, she is trying. And, I, I mean, I feel like I, I already said my thoughts. That, like, it's a really good book, but, like, as a feminist novel, it has, sure. I think, significant flaws. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. It wasn't going out to be a feminist novel, but it's no. important to look critically at our pieces of media and think think about what they are implying and teaching to those who read them. Yeah. I would also say, like, at the end of the day, the most important thing is diversity. Yeah. And having non-feminist characters is fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, not every girl needs to be, like, girl power, love women. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's okay to have, like, these other examples of women who only interact with men or right. bad women or Which whatever. Which do exist in the right. real world. Right. Yeah, like, very it's much It's realistic. So. The problem yeah. is yeah. just we want to see all of it. Like, yeah. Like, want... I think a lot of women could relate to Katniss. Yeah. yeah. Like, very specifically Katniss as a character. Right. Yeah. And that's valid. Yeah, yeah. completely. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for the great feminist book throwdown. Number one. <laughs> Number <Yeah>. uno. <laughs> um, tune in for our next great feminist book that we throw down. <laughs> thanks. I don't think the book is great. Oh, okay. The, the feminist the throwdown, throwdown is great. <laughs> itself. The great yes. feminist throwdown, books yeah. included. Right. <laughs>